Demi Moore revealed her secret to staying young, lying about her age. <laughs> <laughs> Another good, short, funny David Spade joke. Yes, yeah, which was good. I just, I happened to read a long interview. I don't know why I got sucked into it. The Demi Moore book? Demi Moore, uh, Demi Moore about her book, and it had various pictures of her and stuff like that. Um, she she was a very small, uh, neglected, abused, raped, groped. Uh, just her childhood and early adulthood was a nightmare. And then she becomes a famous movie star, and you know she's a paragon and a beauty and blah blah blah. And we get to see her boobies and all, but I mean she she was a brutally confused young woman. Yeah, she I mean, a, oh my God. I read the part yesterday, and again, why are any of us reading about Demi Moore's new book? But uh, Well, I think it, if you are similarly damaged or dealing with somebody who it is, it is, I think it could be helpful. So she's an alcoholic and had been sober for 20 years and starts dating Ashton Kutcher. And they're out to dinner, and Ashton Kutcher's having a glass of wine, and he says, I think alcoholism is just a, it's a moderation problem. It's just people who can't moderate and she mm. thinks yeah i'll bet you're right and she starts drinking again mm, how'd that go? after 20 years it goes off the rails very quickly that's how she ended up divorced from after ashton kutcher and bruce willis owning the kids oh, um uh because of that decision and she well it's not good news for i think her. we generally say having custody as opposed to owning but uh, <laughs> i don't i don't know how you live uh, she says, "What you traffic?" She says, "Very soon thereafter, Ashton Kutcher was uh, berating me for having to me carry carry me passed out from the restaurant to the hotel room, and took a picture of me with my head on the toilet and showed it to me the next day. And he's the one who started me drinking again. And I thought, if you're blaming him Uh-oh. for your decision to start drinking again, you're not in a good place now. But uh, yeah, so some so some twenty four year old movie star, you're forty something, says, ah, you could probably drink if you wanted to, and you're back on. Yeah." That's off the rails again. That's such a 20-year-old guy dude oh, bro yeah. response. Oh, yeah. oh, alcohol, that's just about self-control. As you're trying to get your girlfriend to start drinking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So listen, we probably ought to steer our way back oh, yeah. into the whole uh, impeachment thing, although I do have very, very exciting news for you, Jack, and really for the audience. You remember Mark from Uganda who sent us the monkey gland sauce? That's what it's called, monkey gland sauce. It's actually just like a barbecue sauce. It's They don't milk monkey glands, or I, I can't remember the specific nature of it, but he writes, Jack, Mark from Uganda here. How many giraffes do you need? Heard you want one. Well, putting aside my thoughts on the why, your timing is perfect. I am in Uganda as a longtime fag. I'm offering you my assistance in your quest. No need to search out Hunter Biden. I'm your man. Let me know how many you want. I'll see how many they have. <laughs> the local giraffes are us. Uh, let's see. Then he goes into a little detail. Is he going to FedEx it? Or what? Signs uh, KFYBWA. Really Keep filling box. your barn with unadvisable animals. That was funny if Sean hadn't jabbered in the middle of it. How Mark, dare you? Mark from Uganda. Um. Yeah, I don't want to get a, a, a giraffe in the mail. Just no, he'll like handle the shipping. Oh, okay. Yeah, pay the extra for the express shipping. <laughs> so, uh, advice. boy, there's hardly ever been a better example of how newspapers, the actual physical paper papers, are irrelevant as the front page. And, I mean, this is big news. This is like some people would keep this edition of the newspaper sort of news. Hmm. Nancy Pelosi announces impeachment of a president. We've only impeached three presidents. 
Right. Um, so you think it rises to the standard of war with Japan? I don't know about that. But Giant headline. But it's pretty big. Yes. And everything in this is irrelevant already today. Yes. Every, yes everything in here is of no interest. There's no point in me reading this story because <laughs> none of it matters anymore. All right. the numbers are different and the details are different and everything. The biggest details being the transcript is now out. Oh, there's Adam Schiff on the TV. Better check out oh, what he's yeah, saying yeah, at yeah, some yeah. point. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, the, the leading light of American thought, Adam Schiff. Yeah. Got the smallest, thinnest neck I've ever seen. Oh, clearly. Um, it's like a soda straw. So the, the transcript <laughs> is now out. You also have many, many more Democrats that are on board with impeachment than you did two days ago or even last night. It's over 200, according to both CNN and the Washington Post. Mm-hmm. 218 would be a majority in the House, so you would be able to pass um if you wanted to, uh, whatever you call it, movement on impeachment. I only learned in the last day that you don't have to do that to impeach. There's no rules. <laughs> it's just That's just the tradition. That's the tradition, but you don't have to do that. Nancy announcing yesterday we're fully into an impeachment inquiry might be it. Maybe we're there now. I don't know. Why don't you read that chunk of the Constitution you read earlier? I found that amazing. Honestly, okay. I've read it a hundred times. Sit but... down. This is going to take a while. This is the part of the Constitution that explains how impeachment works. I know this is going to get very long and boring. This will take roughly 30 seconds. This is everything there is in the Constitution about impeachment. Section 4. The president, vice president, and all civil officers of the United States shall be removed from office on impeachment for and conviction of treason, bribery, or other high crimes and misdemeanors. That's it. Then they move on to other stuff. They don't go into the House shall vote by a majority and the Senate two-thirds and stuff in the Constitution? I don't know. I'm surprised by that. And they certainly don't say the House has to pass this particular piece of legislation to officially be an impeachment. Right. So if Nancy Pelosi stands in front of a bunch of flags, (laughs) that might be good enough. How many flags do you need? I don't, she was standing uh, in front of a hell of a lot of them. I'm telling you, the tipping points, and I know this from watching MSNBC and CNN, the tipping points, the, the straws that broke the camel's back. <laughs> Corey Lewandowski. How? Corey yes. Lewandowski obviously not given a crap last week. Oh, yeah? I'm sorry, President Swalwell. What was that again? I mean, just really being dismissive of he it. He pantsed him. And 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 Democrats feeling like, is that how weak we are that the president's campaign manager can just go up there and mock the whole process and we can't do anything about it? And then late night comedians, it gone so far that late night comedians uh, the night before last, their punchline for all this was, of course, the Democrats won't do anything because they're pussy, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah, Um, just just becoming kind of embarrassing to be a Democrat. I think that really I think that pushed Nancy Pelosi. Okay, so. On the impeachment thing, House of Representatives, electors, no person, uh, direct taxes, uh, uh, enumeration, counting, oh, I love Rhode enumeration. Island, when vacancies, House of Representatives. Oh, the House of Representatives shall choose their speaker and other officers and shall have the whole, the sole power of impeachment. That's relevant, but incredibly vague. The House of Representatives has the sole power of impeachment. Then the section about the Senate mentions. Okay, well, that so that part handles the House. Right. Which Nancy sole runs. power. <laughs> and so Nancy announcing yesterday we're, we're going to impeach. In front of many flags. This is good enough for that. <laughs> and then to the Senate, my friends. Judgment in cases of impeachment 
Oh, no, I'm sorry. Here we go. The Senate shall have the sole power to try all impeachments. When sitting for that purpose, they should... They shall be on oath or affirmation. When the President of the United States is tried, the Chief Justice shall provide, preside, I'm sorry, help if I read the words right, and no person shall be convicted without the concurrence of two-thirds of the members present. Judgment in cases of impeachment shall not extend further than to removal from office and disqualification to hold and enjoy any office or honor, trust, or profit under the United States. But the party convicted shall nevertheless be liable and subject to indictment, trial, blah, blah, blah. So they can ban you from being president in the future, which I'd forgotten. But so the Senate stuff is fairly specific. The stuff about the House is just, yeah, they, they figure it out. So that was good enough yesterday. Yeah. Or is it? Ask 10 judges, get 10 answers. Right. Well, a judge will probably get a chance to uh, decide that. Because if, for instance, if one of the committees says we need to see Trump's taxes, they send a letter to the Department of the Treasury. Mm-hmm. We need to see Trump's taxes now that we're impeaching. Yeah. So and and the, and uh, and what's his name? What's the guy that uh, runs the Treasury with the glasses? Nobody knows. Mnuchin. Uh, Mnuchin. Yeah. yeah. He's going to say no. You're. We're not giving you the taxes. This isn't officially impeachment. Right. And they're going to say yes, it is. And he's going to say no, it's not. Yeah. And then they're going to send it to a judge, and a judge is either going to say, well, based on what Nancy said the other day, it is. Or the judge is going to say, no, it's not. You have to pass the full, I don't know what they're going to say. I'll bet you a buck Ruth Bader Ginsburg is throwing her robe over her yoga pants and getting ready to do some rulings because it's going to go right to the Supreme Court. Oh, yeah. It'll be like the Nixon tapes. Unless they hold a vote tomorrow, then, you know, that'll kind of settle that. It'll be like the Nixon tapes. Nixon said, I don't have to turn these over. And the House said, yeah, you do. And the Supreme Court said, yeah, you do. Hmm. The taxes are dumb, though. That whole thing is dumb. That's just a fishing expedition for a way to embarrass somebody or make them look bad or whatever. You know, that has nothing to do with, you know, blackmailing the Ukraine or well, whatever. Well, right. I'm not a lawyer, but my argument would be um, Nancy Pelosi's speech. Okay, so now it's an impeachment, but all she talked about was the Ukrainian phone call. She didn't talk about Trump's taxes. Or- right. His golf courses or anything like that. So you don't get to go on a fishing expedition for his taxes because you want. As we mentioned earlier, AOC tweeted immediately after the speech about the emoluments clause. That's the people staying in his hotels and him making money. Right, exactly. Foreign heads of state stay at the Trump Hotel to curry favor. You got to get on the same page, baby. Well, a big the behind the closed doors meeting, according to a number of sources, say. There was argument yesterday. Nancy says we got to keep it specific to the Ukrainian phone call. Others say, no, 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 here's our chance to go after the obstruction and the Mueller thing. All of that. Well, we'll see. Ah, it's still a mess. Ah, it's very much a mess. I mean, even on the Democrat side, it's a yeah. mess. I wonder if consensus will emerge. I don't know. We'll find out together. On um, the other hand, I think very few attitudes have been changed thus far. Oh, no doubt. I want to hear whether Donald J. should uh, keep being the president. I want to hear what Adam Schiff said. We'll play a little for that of uh, for for you of that coming up. In he is moment. not a long ball hitter. <laughs> Tiniest point. neck I've ever seen. Oh, it's like a walking candy apple. Which is a great way to dismiss somebody in a legal argument. Your neck Got is too thin. The thinnest <laughs> neck I've ever seen. Oh uh, yeah, your neck is too thin. He's 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 an odd duck, the president. <laughs> All on the way in the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. 
soul, pencil neck Adam Schiff. <laughs> Got a neck uh, like a dang soda straw. I've been waiting for him to speak on the whole impeachment thing and uh, the transcripts out today. We'll read a little from the transcript coming up for you. The infamous Ukrainian call. Phone call between Trump and the president of Ukraine. But here's a little bit of Adam Schiff. The notes of the call reflect a conversation far more damning than I or many others had imagined. No, it's even worse than I thought. <laughs> than I imagined. <laughs> God, you're full of crap. You don't know no. what you're talking about, idiot. If, if you're if you're just joining us, Trump does ask to investigate Biden, but he doesn't come on with a, within a hundred miles of or I won't give you your military stuff. Right. Um, so for for Schiff to say it's even worse than I possibly imagined is hilarious. <laughs> oh God! I know. We live in such hyperbolic times. I know. Everybody I know. has to go so far with everything, and I'm not. I don't think it's working anymore. I think. Well, and and we dealt with this in person. The president business. thinks it does. It's, it is. Well, clearly he does, and he's. I think he's. Well, I don't know. Hell. I don't know anything anymore. I don't know. But but just seriously, somebody comes to you with a, hey, listen, I think this will make sense to you. Kind of an understated, uh, let's talk like adult things. Wouldn't that be so much more effective in these days of, of insane hyperbole? I, I would appreciate it, but I don't know. I want to hear a little more from Adam Schiff, see if he says anything else fun. It's shocking uh, at another level that the White House uh, would release this these notes uh, and felt that somehow this would help the president's case or cause because what those notes reflect is a classic mafia-like shakedown of a foreign leader they reflect a ukrainian president who was desperate for u.s support for military support to help that country uh, in a hot war with putin's russia uh, a country that is still occupied by irregular Russian forces uh, and in which people uh, face um, a very uh, dangerous and continuing uh, and destabilizing action by their aggressive neighbor. And at the same time, a president of the United States uh, who immediately after the Ukraine president expresses the need for further weapons tells the Ukraine president that he has a favor to ask. The president communicates to his Ukrainian counterpart that the United States has done a lot for Ukraine. Okay, well, we can read the parts of the transcript that he's about to refer yeah. to. I it's even was worse a, than I imagined. That was idiotic. The part we just played, that's a fairly fair characterization of what's in the transcript. It is. Trump, he just, he shouldn't have said that. Shouldn't have said it in that setting. It sounds like a hint that, listen, I know you need that. Here's what I need. It absolutely does. The defense is, uh, is Trump being Trump shooting off his mouth. Do you want to read one of the uh, paragraphs in um, question? Yeah, sure. They talk about, um, uh, I'm very grateful to, you for oh uh it turns out the, the european union should be our biggest partner but technically the united states is a much bigger partner than the european union and i'm very grateful to you for that because the united states is doing quite a lot for ukraine much more than the european union especially when we were talking about sanctions against the russian federation i would like 
Also, to thank you for your great support in the area of defense, we're ready to continue to cooperate for the next step. Specifically, we're almost ready to buy more javelins from the United States for defense purposes. They're going to defend themselves with track javelins? It's actually a missile, Jack. Uh, The president, who's the guy from The Apprentice, responds, (laughs) I would like you to do us a favor, though, because our country has been through a lot, and Ukraine knows a lot about it. I would like you to find out what happened with this whole situation with Ukraine. They say crowd strike. I guess you have one of your wealthy people, the servers, they say Ukraine has it. There are a lot of things that went on, the whole situation. I think you're surrounding yourself with some of the same people. I would like to have the Attorney General call you or your people. I would like you to get to the bottom of it. Um, That's just, uh, I'm not sure exactly what he's talking about. Then he mentions uh, Robert Specific, Mueller. That CrowdStrike thing I've heard reference to that was something about the, the Clinton email hacking. He's talking about the Clinton email server yeah. or the who has all of the emails. He wants still wants all those emails, mm. and he thinks a Ukrainian has them. And then, then uh, it's a long paragraph after the Ukraine guy starts talking about uh, corruption and stuff. That the president brings up Biden and Giuliani and the prosecutor and and the young Biden and says, it's crazy stuff. A lot of people want to know what's going on with that. Can you look into it? A lot more with Marshall's News coming up in just a moment. Also, uh, Adam Schiff saying this is the most fundamental betrayal of his oath of office, this phone call. Yeah, okay. That's the impeachment talk. Let's ask the peeps. So Trump says to the president of Ukraine on the phone, talking about the Hillary Clinton emails. Didn't expect that to come up. The server, they say, Ukraine has it. There are a lot of things that went on the whole situation. I'd like to have the attorney general call you uh, or your people, and I'd like to get to the bottom of it. As you saw yesterday, this was the day after the Mueller thing. As you saw yesterday, the whole nonsense ended with a very poor performance by a man named Robert Mueller. An incompetent performance. But they say a lot of it started with Ukraine. So whatever you can do, it's important that you do it if it's possible. So he's thinking the origin of the whole Trump-Russia collusion thing, Ukraine might have some info on that. So he's he's not just trying to get dirt on Biden. He thinks there's something, uh, some dirt on the origin of that thing. Right, and maybe the whole Carter Page thing, and uh, I don't know what else. And then later he talks about Biden and Biden's son, and I'd like you to look into that. Tell you what, the whole Donald Trump doesn't let slights go and holds grudges, man. That's one thing. If that was impeachable, he'd be out, because he just doesn't let stuff go. <laughs> News now with Marsha Phillips. As uh, Jack was just mentioning, the transcripts have been released, and on it, President Trump does ask several times that Ukraine's new leader work with his personal attorney to investigate Democratic political rival Joe Biden, but there is no direct quid pro quo linking those efforts, that request, to a multi-million dollar defense package for Ukraine. Nor does he even hint that it would help him politically. He just said a lot of people are talking about this Hunter Biden thing, and it looks dirty, and a prosecutor got fired. What went on with that? Yeah. Is it enough... To just be asking a foreign leader for dirt on a likely political opponent. Do you need to have be giving them anything for it? You're that is asking, the question. You're just asking for foreign help in right. an election. That is the question, and different people will answer it different ways, and then they'll vote. 
This information coming out in a memo of the call that was released today. The White House said it did not have a recording of the call. The five-page transcript was made through voice recording software, and corrections were later made to it. The Internet is making a big deal out of the dot, dot, dots. That's the ellipses. People, that some people call ellipses. I just call them dot, dot, dots because yes. I'm, I'm a rube. Uh, but there are a number of dot, dot, dots that come right after he asks for. The placement of the ellipses is very suspect, I yep. say, with my tinfoil hat on. Often right after he asks for help in investigating Joe Biden's son. So is that where they eliminated some of the other stuff? They filled it in with dot, dot, dots? They've... Is that where he says, and if you don't do it, I'm not giving you the money? <laughs> and they change it into a dot, dot, dot? I don't know why you would do that. No, if you're you, you going to alter the transcript, why would you just not leave the dot, dot, dots out? And Jack, I'm a man who embraces the English language, and I've worked to understand it. I also worked for a time as a writer and editor, a short time, because I hated it. Anyway, what I'm leading up to is they're trying to help you understand the rhythm of the conversation, and Trump is a guy who changes course mid-sentence all the time. All of these ellipses are, I'll read them to you. Uh, This whole situation with Ukraine, they say crowd strike. I guess you have one of your wealthy people, the server. They say Ukraine has it. That sounds like Trump's speech pattern. It's just him trailing off thoughts. Or but, you know, leaving out the incriminating exactly. stuff. Exactly. <laughs> and, and furthermore, if you could take custody of the alien uh, bodies from Area 51, uh, I'll give you military aid. Because rather, <laughs> rather than just edit out the criminal part, you would put right. in dot, dot, dot. <laughs> right. No, it's right. hard to leave cookie crumbs to lead your way back right. to the truth. We need to cover it up, but not well. <laughs> I got I to tell you, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi claims the transcript makes it clear that President Trump asked a foreign government to help his political campaign for re-election. The fact is that the President of the United States, in breach of his constitutional responsibilities, has asked a foreign government to help him in his political campaign at the expense of our national security. Well, like I said, yeah, or it's just Trump shooting off his mouth. And we'll have a vote. Why are you so uptight, baby? <laughs> have you played the, the audio of her from 1998 when she was talking oh, no, about we the other? We should, we should do we that haven't. next time. Let's do that. We've got yeah. her talking about impeachment in 98 wow. when she was singing a different tune <laughs> through her probably then real teeth. Oh, wow. <laughs> that is wildly inappropriate. Uh, I, shut up, I wish I could impeach you. <laughs> Meanwhile, the president was telling reporters today the transcript of the call, call shows nothing improper. It's the single greatest witch hunt in American history, probably in history, but in American history, it's a disgraceful thing. Uh, the letter was a great letter, meaning the letter revealing the call. Trump saying I think some boiled witches from Salem would argue with what was the greatest witch hunt in history. But there were actual hunting of witches that happened in history. But she's a witch. Trump saying there's considerable fake news and a lot of corrupt reporting going on. Meanwhile, you got the transcript out today, and reports indicate the whistleblower complaint related to the Ukraine issue could be out by tomorrow. And the whistleblower may testify behind closed doors as well tomorrow. Well, and the, the whistleblower says, that's not the phone call I heard or heard about. Um, and I don't know where we are. Matt Getz is one of the, um, 
hotshot younger Republicans who stands up for Trump a lot. Yes. He says he and other GOP lawmakers were invited to the House to review the transcript today. So Trump was bringing people in. Hey, come on, read this. Hmm. See, see what it is? So he's, he definitely thinks he's... Trump thinks it looks good for him. Hmm. Politicians are going to have a free hand on Facebook ahead of the 2020 elections. Facebook is saying it will not send political content or ads to a third-party fact-checking partner for review. Facebook says it shouldn't uh, referee political debates and prevent a politician's speech from being subjected to public scrutiny. And my friends, do go ahead and express yourself. It turns out it's good for your brain. A recent study shows that self-silencing or stopping yourself from really expressing yourself can lead to a greater buildup of cardioid plaque in the brain. Tell your boss what you think of him. <laughs> increasing the risk of stroke and other cardiovascular problems. It's the only way to prevent a stroke. <laughs> Just start Tell yelling your at your and coworkers. Wife what you think of him. <laughs> right. You don't know what you're talking about, idiot. Right. There he is. Rudy's turning it loose. That thing you've been wanting to say your husband forever? Yeah. You better say it today or you're going to have a heart attack. Right. Oh, boy. <laughs> One last note. Robert Hunter, the man behind the poetic and mystical words for a lot of the Grateful Dead's finest songs, has died at age 78. His uh, longtime friendship with uh, Jerry Garcia produced uh, classics like Truckin' and Ripple. He never performed with the band. He was inducted with the group, though, into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 1994. I got me a violin, and I beg you, call the tune. Anybody's choice, I can hear your voice. The great Robert Hunter. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. We got this text a little bit ago, and it's a pretty good one. This is what's on my list of things to worry about today. Asking my boss for a pay raise. Got to get the kids to school. Hound the kids to do their homework later. Make dinner. Coach soccer. Find a birthday gift for my wife. None of this other stuff. Mm. And that is true. Well said. For the vast majority of people... Homo sapiens living their lives where, in America today. Where's his outrage in his in his day? Where's the going over the transcript <laughs> yeah. with a pen right, and a highlighter? Right. Where's your outrage, stupid? Coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show, 10 tips for getting your kids to do their homework. Whew, I need that. Um, uh, we are going to play Nancy Pelosi from 1990. She was involved in the, that impeachment and the Andrew Johnson impeachment. Um, <laughs> but we've got a clip of that. Again, ageism. <laughs> on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. does open up a lot of doors. It opens up a lot of questions. And, and one of the problems with releasing a transcript of a foreign leader is that there will be calls for other transcripts. There was a phone call before this with the so Ukrainian president. How does that tie in? Will there be calls for Democrats from Democrats? You know. So there you go. Good point by Brett Baer on Fox that, yeah, why would Democrats say that's all we need? If there was another phone call with the Ukrainian president, well, we need to have that one mm. also. Mm. Anything else anybody else speculates about or hears a rumor about or whatever? Yeah, there's so much speculation going on, including here. Why not? Uh, but uh, does the whistleblower have a lot more that he or she wants to say? Uh, there's a rumor that, oh, yeah, the uh, the call is just one aspect of it. Okay. Well, we'll know tomorrow, I guess. Yeah. Um, now, the whistleblower thing is going to be behind closed doors and should be. Um, uh, but What are they hiding? <laughs> Well, they're hiding the name of the whistleblower. 
among other things. But, uh, of course, that does open up the possibility that one side or both don't give you <laughs> what actually happened behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. Right? Because um, the whistleblowers are going to say either that transcript was, that's pretty much exactly what I heard. But I took it to mean that he was asking for help, blah, blah, blah. Right. Or the whistleblower is going to say, no, there's there's a bunch missing from there. And then you don't know if they're lying or not. Or, you know, uh, yeah, the call is accurate. But one day I wandered into the Oval Office and there was Donald Trump beating the hell out of the president of Ukraine, <laughs> screaming, <laughs> get Biden arrested, get Biden arrested. I mean, <laughs> if that, you know, if that happened. So we've uh, a had different kettle of fish. We've had a couple of other impeachments in our nation's history. One in 1998 with Bill Clinton. This was a uh, young, only 68-year-old Nancy Pelosi at that time. Today, the Republican majority is not judging the president president with fairness, but impeaching him with a vengeance. In the investigation of the president, fundamental principles which Americans hold dear—privacy, fairness, checks and balances—have been seriously violated. And why? Because we are here, as we are here today, because the Republicans in the House are paralyzed with hatred of President Clinton, and until the Republicans free themselves of this hatred, our country will suffer. I rise to un- to oppose these unfair motions, which call for the removal of the President of the United States from office, and in doing so, wish to point out some differences between the investigation of the President and the investigation of Newt Gingrich. Okay. Um, yeah, so anybody going to try to argue that the Democrats are not paralyzed with hatred of Donald Trump? Uh, yeah. I mean, come on now. Clearly. We had an angry emailer tell us, never mind, it's not even worth going off on the tangent. How about the little girl? We never got to that stuff from the mailbag. So yesterday we made fun a lot of a a child. Kind of. I wasn't attempting to make fun of the child. I was making fun of the idea that we're listening to children now for uh, for world for global policies. Right. And the little of the girl, can you hit me? You have this? stolen my dreams. Exactly. We With your else? empty words. Right. And her childhood too. You have stolen my dreams and my childhood with your empty words. And stashed them in my trunk, in my car. Since she's arguing that uh, the whole global mm-hmm. warming thing. Uh, a couple of different perspectives. This is from Debbie. Hi, Jack. She writes, uh, well, I guess I'll step out of the room. <clears throat> I enjoy your show most of the time, but I'm very disappointed of you, quote, making fun of Greta Thunberg on your show this morning. Your voice, uh, feel free to drop her in anytime you want, Michael. Your voices are heard far and wide, and it's sad you felt the need to belittle her obviously passionate feelings. How would you feel if it was your 16-year-old daughter? Th- please think before you use your powerful voices to squash the passions of our youth. We need you have stolen care. my dreams. No, I didn't. Are you kidding? Squashing the passions of youth is what put a skip in my step every day. God knows the adults have screwed it up. I find that, a child in their dream and I try to crush it. That's what passions me, are stupid. That's what gives me happiness. Debbie, I'm so sorry about this oh, treatment boy. by the idiot. No wonder you uh, <laughs> you addressed your email to Jack Long. I will tell you, um, she either through her own psychology, which is complicated, she has Asperger's syndrome and everything, or through the urgings of her activist parents, is consumed with fear and anger, terror, really about the climate change thing in a way that's incredibly unhealthy. Um, so I don't think my 16-year-old would be there. I would Here's let my no- kids be in the national world spotlight like that because I know what it does. Yeah, just work hard on a nice book report about global warming. See if you can get an A. Then uh, this from Bubba, that weird eco-freak girl. How dare you? 
You should expose the little girls how dare you with the other one from that old guy. You know what I mean? Maybe 10 audio how dare you's. How dare you? How dare you? you. <laughs> oh, that was uh, Jeff Sessions, wasn't yeah, exactly. it? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, this, think, how dare you? I think this... <laughs> you know, it's even Can we get them than... back to back so we can compare them? Uh, the child and the old man? Oh, I'm trying to make a point here. Hmm. I really am. Nick in Reno writes... How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> Hers is way better. Uh, Joe, we, have, we have another one. Another one we can do we? How absolutely dare you? Oh, that is a good one, Sean. Absolutely dare you? Good call. How dare you? How dare you? How absolutely dare you? I don't know. I'm just doing my job. I don't know. How dare you? How dare you? That's a hard one to do. So how absolutely dare you? You have to take a breath at an odd moment for that Jeff Sessions version. How dare you? How dare you? I don't know. That's a tough question to answer. It's more a rhetorical question. <laughs> exactly. Moving along to Nick and Reno. Um, guys, uh, it's the craziest thing. Conservative millennials are out there devouring the intellectual dark web. You guys could be a way bigger voice in the podcast world. Yeah, we know. Uh, thanks for everything. Um, and he sends along a popular meme. Meme. The left. How dare you attack a 16-year-old girl? Um... She's a child, you monsters. And also a picture of the, uh, the young man from the uh, infamous uh, Steps of the Capitol, old Indian controversy. Um, oh my the the God, Chucky I can't kid that had the most punchable face you've ever right. seen, according Have to CNN. Have you ever seen a more punchable face than this kid's? And that's a guy who is a commentator on CNN, popular author and commentator. We didn't argue for punching any children. No. So, yeah, the left's viciousness knows no bounds, um, but suddenly they're, they're gentle choir people when one of their own is, is and, targeted. And the kids are the same age. And the kid on the steps didn't do anything. He didn't want to inject himself into anything, including a conversation with an old Indian. He was just standing there. Yeah. It's a good point. It is now my incredible privilege to present final thoughts with these moron Armstrong and Getty. The president there on the phone with the president of Ukraine. Every bit as authentic as that transcript. Uh, I can't. I'm joking. I can't. It was authentic. Send your emails to Joe Getty. No, don't. Here's your host for final thoughts, Joe Getty. Let's get a final thought from everybody on the squad to wrap it all up. How about uh, Positive Sean, producer? Yeah, I'm going big into ellipses gate. I'm putting on the tinfoil hat. I'm storming Area 51. I'm getting to the bottom of what's behind those ellipses. Uh, Marshall Phillips, your final thought. Well, as you know, I'm a manly man, and for the last two and a half weeks, I have been laboring mightily on the Armstrong and Getty show, working with a fractured root canal. Oh, that sounds awful. Well, today, I'm finally having the procedure to take care of it. Yes. Yikes. Uh, Michelangelo, your final thought. Uh, this was part of a trans of the transcript that was missing. This was the Ukrainian president to Trump. Uh, did Chris Christie make the White House chef quit? <laughs> Is it true? <laughs> quit. Jack, a final thought for us all. Well, I just saw a Washington Post commentator say this is pretty close to a smoking gun. Well, that's the thing. You can't get pretty close to something. You gotta, you gotta have something. I'm not sure that something that's close to something is Smoldering enough. Smoldering knife? Is that? <laughs> that would be close. Um, 
I think you got to have something that is is, is 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 a smoking gun before you impeach people. My final thought is that whistleblower better have more or else the Democrats are going to spin their wheels on ice. This just is not enough to sway the American people. And trust me, longtime listeners know this. I, Joe Getty, have the power to look deep within the souls of the American people. And they're busy with their lives and this just won't get their attention. I'm not sure hardly anything moves the needle at this point. Um, it's not as far as Trump once said I could shoot somebody on Fifth Avenue, but man, it's it's gone further that direction than I would have ever guessed. It's unwise. We're just in our camps. We're just in our camps. Yes. And it's going to take a lot to budge us from our camps. Singing our campfire songs. Boiling trebuchet. Trying to think of other things that are close to smoking guns. (laughs) Armstrong and Getty. Wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people to thank. So little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. We've got some clicks for you. Email us. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Having heard what you heard. What do you think will feature your emails uh, tomorrow? And we'll see you tomorrow for Whistleblower Day on the Armstrong and Getty Show. God bless America. You having a good time? Okay, I, I did not say okay. that. I've sat here for over three hours and 15 minutes. <laughs> that sucks. If you wish to leave, you may. Let me just say how very, very dismaying and disappointing. Not uh, good. And just change the channel from this mesmerizing horror show. We'll be better tomorrow than we were today. Then we heard the words. It's over for me. Adios, mofo. Okay, so we're, we're, you're, we're dismissed, is that correct? Do you want to rephrase uh, what you're doing? You don't know what you're talking about, idiot. Armstrong and Getty.